Hello, Internet. Welcome to the show. Thank you for joining us. As you can see, I'm here in glorious DNA HQ. And AJ, why don't you go ahead and kick it off for us, AJ? Why don't you go ahead and tell them uh, what brought us uh, to this uh, special episode today? Damian Lillard has officially requested a trade from the Portland Trailblazers. It's rumored that the Utah Jazz could be interested. Yeah, absolutely. So as reported by KSL Sports, uh, that the Utah Jazz are among teams interested in trading for the former Weber State current Portland Trailblazers star Damian Lillard. Sammy Meek of The Athletic reported. Are the Jazz really interested in trading for Damian Lillard? My opinion is absolutely yes. If there's a top 25 player available, the Jazz are going to be making a phone call to see if that's something they can do to bring him to the organization. No, oh, yeah, I agree. And, I, you know, Sammy Meek of The Athletic doesn't come much more credible than that. I yeah. Mean, other, other than a Woj bomb, that's pretty much as legit of a source reporting something that can get. So, yeah, I definitely agree with you there. I, I think that there's some serious smoke to this fire. I think it's a decent rumor that's worth looking into, which is hence why we're, uh, we're chatting right now. So uh, what do you think it'll take for the Jazz to get him? This is what I think is what's really causing the Jazz to kind of be in, in the mix for this kind of thing. They do have what it takes to make this happen. And this would make a lot of Jazz fans happy. It does involve not having to trade either one of Larry Markkinen or Walker Kessler. We do have the assets to not trade either one of those. After some research, looking at a couple of options, this has kind of been the one that I've seen the most. This is what it looks like it's going to be. It's going to be Sexton, Olenek, Ochai Abaji, one draft pick from the current year, and two future first round picks. That is reported what it's going to take to need to get it done for Damian Lillard. I, I mean, I think that sounds right on course. If that's all it's going to take to get Dame here, you had some great seasons, guys, but uh, good luck in Portland. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. I mean, keep in mind his salary for the first year is only $45 million, uh, only $45 million. So I think if the Jazz would, were to pair those options with him, uh, you know, there may be some THT in there uh, as a possible swap out for Ochai Abaji. People forget that Ochai Abaji is actually older than THT by yeah. a year. So, you know, depending on which one you want to keep, which one you want to trade, um, you know, that's kind of where I see it going. Um, the only issue I see with that kind of trade, though, is Portland is looking for is wanting a star level package in return for Damian Lillard. So depending on how you define that, if you define, you know, a haul for like what you would see for James Harden or Rudy Gobert. Donovan Mitchell, those kind of trade packages. I think you're not really going to see those anymore. I think with the new CBA, trade pick, uh, draft picks become much more valuable than they used to be. So I doubt you're going to see four or five picks moved for a single player. Uh, but I do think that would be enough to get Portland to to make to make the deal there. Yeah, I mean, I think Portland would be absolutely crazy not to take that back. Um, I think that's definitely a move that they make. The players, um, the draft assets. Uh, I mean, I, I think it's I think it's a win-win. I think it's definitely a move that Portland makes. So now, with that said, there you know we could do this. Should the Jazz trade for Damian Lillard? Yeah, just like the title of the video, man. That's the big question that everyone asks, right? I mean, my opinion is absolutely yes. This moves the Jazz from really fringe playoff team to they are a Western Conference contender with Damian Lillard, Jordan Clarkson, Walker Kessler, John Collins, and Laurie Markkinen. That's, you know, your projected starting five. That is that is a really tough team. I mean, you've got a ton of defense, you've got a ton of offense, and a whole lot of weapons all over the place. You're not sending any double teams anywhere because there's a shooter everywhere. If it's something that Danny Ainge can make happen, I think 100% bring Dame to Utah. See, here's my argument when it comes to this, is it's which way is Danny Ainge going? Like, is he making a flash in the pan trade, you know, to try and get Utah a title, go into relative obscurity for the next 10 years after? 
Would Jazz fan take that? If you know that you can get a title in the next two years and then just basically barely sniff the playoffs for the next 10 years, would that be worth it to you for, as a Jazz fan? That's only that's only something that everybody individually could answer. I yeah. say, absolutely. You got to get that first title in and then worry about it after that. It all depends on where he's at. If he, is he looking for long-term build, looking to set them up like he did with Boston, or is he looking to basically just bring a title to Utah as quickly as possible? Again, that's probably something that Ryan Smith probably mentioned too. Yeah, I mean, and I think the the best part about that is is we have some really good assets that we can, you know, that we wouldn't have to trade away that are great for the future of this Jazz team. Mm -hmm. um, you know, as long as we don't got to move a Taylor Hendricks or a Bryce Sensabaugh, these guys, one of them may have to go, but I think we're going to be able to keep two of these young guys that are, that I mean, I believe are going to be great talents in this league. They're great offensive players, you know, and I think Will Hardy's going to do a fantastic job coaching them. The Jazz are set up as a team for the future as well. Dame just brings you that ability to be successful right now. Obviously, any Jazz fan wants to see us start winning right away. It does the timing fit. So if it, let's break down Damian Lillard's contract, the rest of it. The first year, he's making $45.6 million a year. Not a big deal, right? Uh, that no. keeps us. That keeps. We're not in the. We're not in the luxury tax. We're not hitting the first or second apron with that. Not a big deal, especially with dumping a Linux and uh, Sexton's contracts. We're doing right. fine there. Second year, uh, he is forty-eight point eight million. Third year, fifty-eight point five million. And the fourth year of his contract, he is at sixty-three point three million. That is going to be his age thirty-seven season when you're paying sixty-three point three million dollars. Now, here's why I don't think the timing fits. First of all, you have uh, Larry Markin, who's an unrestricted free agent in 2025 and you're going to probably have to give him an extension before that if you want to lock him up you're looking at right when you start paying damian lillard 50 million dollars 58 million dollars you're going to have to pay larry marketing a max contract offer to keep him here yeah i agree so the year after you paid larry marketing a max contract you now have now kessler is a restricted free agent after he denies his qualifying offer he's going to get the bag from somebody and then you're going to have to pay him too yep. so then at that point, you now have $63 million salary you having to pay for Damian Lillard. And right around that time when you're paying him $63 million at his age 37 season, Keontae George, Taylor Hendricks, and, and Bryce Sensabaugh are all going to be on qualifying offer contracts. Maybe get lucky, maybe find a trade option where you can get out of his $63 million contract. But to me, the numbers just don't line up to bring in Damian Lillard when it comes to building a young team that's going to be year in and year out effective. You're going to go from... Uh, Matt Hardy having to go into win now mode versus development mode. And you're also going to have to pick and choose who you're going to pay much, much earlier because you're tied down to this $50 million contract for the next four years. I so. think, you know, after next year, though, I think I think you bring I think you bring Dame in. He's obviously an immediate impact type of player. You see if the team fits, you see how they mesh. The fact is, is if the Jazz make it, I mean, we're saying worst case scenario into the into the into the western conference finals that's a win right you're you're going to continue to pay dame lillard whatever it is to run it back and take another chance with with the team the way they are and i do believe that ryan smith would pay into the luxury tax just because it's going to be worth it like he's already shown that he's willing to pay the luxury tax to get this team to win and i think he would continue to do so if, if we've got a team that's that's going to push deep into the playoffs and you know, we've got, you know, we can put together a decent supporting cast to get this team into the into the NBA finals. I mean, I think the Jazz are going to make it happen. So you prefer to do that and sacrifice the potential development of Keontae George, Taylor Hendricks and Bryce Sensabaugh in order to push well, for a title in the next two years? You can't do both right, in the NBA. The fact you can't is, develop young talent and you can't chase for a ring at the same time. 
Right. But but three first round picks are very, very rarely going to be with the team in the next two to three years. It's just the, the business of the NBA. One of them probably move in the Damian Lillard trade. Mm-hmm. And then to say that either, you know, if either one of them don't pan out, one of them are probably going away in the next couple of years anyway. I mean, I would say best case scenario, we have one of these players on our roster by the time one of their contracts are up. My pick is Keontae George. That's that's what I want to yeah. see stay around. I don't know, man. I'm pretty high on Taylor Hendricks. I like Taylor Hendricks, but we've got yeah. that position covered pretty much locked down right now. <laughs> Correct. You know, there's a little bit of a log jam there, so minutes are going to be tough for him. Jazz, were in a perfect position to get three first-round draft picks. Do you want to give them the chance to breathe, to actually develop, to see what you have? Or do you want to push all in and try and win a title now? you got to ask what Danny Age and also what Ryan Smith is wanting out of this. So Win they- now, go Jazz. <laughs> all right, so... What do you think the possibility is that the Utah Jazz actually get Damian Lillard? Put a percentage on it. 35 to 40. <laughs> oh, wow. You're high on that. So I have some stats. 28%, he stays in Portland. Uh, 20%, is, the other 20% is he goes to Miami. And there is a 14% chance that he ends up in Philly. Utah isn't even in the top 10, uh, even though they have the best shot. Here is my dark horse for who's going to get him because it lines up perfectly. Damian Lillard's contract, you got $200 million right? He's about $45 million right now. What team is about $45 million under the luxury, underneath the minimum salary cap right now? I'm not sure. That the far San under? Antonio Spurs. Oh, get 96, out of here. And $96 million with Dame's contract. They're at $142 million, which puts them 30, $23 million below the luxury tax and below the tax limit and $29 million below the first apron. Darren, so, I will throw up directly in my mouth if he lands with the Spurs. I'm just I'm, saying I'm, that right now. I'm telling you, the only time he doesn't want to play with a bunch of 19 year olds, but I want to bet you fix his San Antonio's problem of being underneath the minimum, the 90% minimum. I told you that collective bargaining agreement, that one piece that everybody's ignoring is going to be a big deal. That's why you see people like Dylan Brooks get an $80 million contract versus what he's probably worth simply because, I mean, both of you and I didn't think he was going to end up overseas. We both thought he was going to land on an NBA roster somewhere. But without this minimum, CBA minimum, I don't think you'd see him get anywhere near $20 million a season. So, not a chance. Yeah, so the fact that he got that, I'm just I'm just saying that this minimum is going to be a big deal, and this is an easy swing because they are also rich with talent and draft capital. The San Antonio Spurs are. They've got the unicorn in Victor Wembanyama. They have potential future All Stars on their team already, and you have Coach Popovich, who basically kind of just feels like he's just kind of running the league back there. I don't Instantly. know if that really feels like it, man. Coach Pop does run the league. <laughs> yeah, that's true. So that, that's who my dark horse is to land him, just simply because the numbers work out and it just seems too scripted, just like we said in a previous episode. Of course, that, you know, the San Antonio Spurs land Victor. That is uh, my take on that. I, I know. I don't, I don't like it either, man. But that basically <laughs> puts the Spurs back in dynasty mode pretty quickly. Maybe one year in a playoff run to get uh, some get some experience underneath Victor. And then after that, it's it's all in. Um, all right. Well, that, that pretty much wraps it up. Do you got anything you want to say to close this out? No, man. I'm excited. Uh, I hope all you jazz fans are excited for a potential Damian Lillard trade. Yeah, let's def- we'll definitely see what happens there for sure. Uh, once again, folks, my name is Darren. That is AJ. And this has been a special episode of the DNA Sports Recap. Till next time.